IBEC, the voice of Irish business. Welcome back to IBEC Responds. With the EU Year of Skills underway, this episode discusses the importance of lifelong learning to business and how IBEC is driving this important initiative. We are joined by Nikki Gallagher, IBEC Head of Public Affairs, Claire McGee, IBEC Head of Education and Innovation Policy, and Maeve Costello, IBEC Social and Education Policy Executive. Welcome back to IBEC Responds. I'm Nikki Gallagher, Head of Public Affairs. This year, 2023, is EU Year of Skills. That's a really important topic for IBEC and for Ireland. This morning I'm joined by Claire McGee, Head of Education Policy, and Maeve Costello, Education Executive. So let's dive right in here. Our CEO's survey at the beginning of the year told us that talent and skills are really important to our members and to CEOs in particular. Claire, what's your take on it? Good morning, Nikki. I think this is a really interesting topic to discuss. As you mentioned, we surveyed our members and our CEO responded to say that talent is now one of their number one issues. We're now in a place where we're in a very tight labour market. So any business that has any growth ambitions is now going to have to achieve those growth ambitions with existing capabilities, with their existing people and talents, while the, all at the same time trying to deal with digitalization, enhanced globalization, changing supply chains, changing demographics and customer profiles, decarbonization agenda. So how do they do that with their existing staff when they don't have the luxury of bringing in new staff, which they may have once had? So that's why we really do need to focus on training, skills, upskilling and reskilling. So this lifelong learning agenda. Um, I really think this is going to be one of the defining I suppose, issues of our age. How do we support people, businesses and our country as a whole to kind of capitalise on the opportunities or even deal with the challenges that are going to be presented by some of those big issues like sustainability, digitalisation and making sure that Ireland as a country, we're really ready for that. And that's a really interesting point, Claire. You know, so it's not just companies that are going to be looking to expand. Really, if you sat at your desk for the next 30 years, your job is going to be radically different by the end of that. Maeve, I see you nodding your head there. Yeah, so I think as much as we talk about digitalization, climate change, the green agenda as being defining features of the future of work, I think what's the really standout feature is actually the acceleration of these trends and it's how quickly that things are actually transforming and the challenges that both the individual um, businesses and the wider community overall have to actually uh, keep up with how things are changing. So really it's the accelerated pace and how well businesses and individuals can be prepared to keep pace with that and that's where again it's lifelong learning comes in and what we really mean by lifelong learning is that you're not just leaving you know education when you're a 23 year old or 22 year old with your degree or your apprenticeship you're going to be keeping engaged over your lifetime at different points in your career as part of a more of a, a cyclical education system where you're engaging with all parts whether it be further education micro credentials higher education degrees and in a lots of different ways different pathways different forms of education and flexible learning and that's why it's really sort of looking at how can we actually build a strategy and an education system that really puts an emphasis on 
everyone being able to participate in lifelong and life-wide learning. So looking at things as well, like women who are carers and who perhaps need different uh, opportunities for flexible learning so that they can engage in different underrepresented groups in our education and society also. I think I think that's a key point is around the pace of change and what we have in Ireland perhaps maybe with the 20th century education model was very much geared towards um, education, work, retire. And that is now changing. Our lives are completely changing. We now have much longer working lives. So the thoughts that maybe a three or four year degree program is going to see you through a 50 year career is just no longer a fit for purpose. But we're now 23rd year of the 21st century and it has changed. We even see that our, um, as you mentioned, maybe some kind of disruption within the education system. So people are now having much longer working lives, having multiple careers across their lives. So that requires an upskilling and a change in their kind of uh, qualifications ultimately to, to do these new jobs in these new industries that maybe we didn't have 5, 10, 15 years ago. Look at us today, podcasting. I mean, a very different way of communicating uh, to our members than what we may have done five or six years ago. So the, all, of that is, all of that is shifting, but what we need to make sure is how our government, business, individuals and the education training system kind of working together to make sure we're harnessing those opportunities. Because while the workplace is really a hotbed for talent and still remains the key place where most individuals do gain new skills, new experiences and indeed new qualifications, industry and enterprise and businesses cannot be um, cannot solve all those big issues on their own. They need to collaborate. Now is the time, given the pace of change that Maeve has outlined, to thread this together. I'd like to call it maybe a tapestry of talent and that we have um, a new strategy for lifelong learning in Ireland. We have the finance to fund this strategy. We have a national training fund, Nikki. You're probably quite familiar with that, where we now have a billion euro of employers' contributions in a fund that we want to see being able to be used to support businesses to upskill, retrain and support professional development of their employees so they can achieve business strategy and achieve growth while managing these new challenges. I love the idea of a tapestry of talent, Claire. I think that's really innovative, actually, because we're talking about, and I also like the fact that we're going between skills and qualifications because qualifications on their own, while obviously very valuable and very important to the individual, to the state and to the business community, actually, they're not sufficient. It's really about having the right skills for the right job as jobs and as business evolve. Um, Maeve, what do you think, you know, what do you think is the solution to lifelong learning? I mean, obviously, it's important that we have a strategy, but it's a bit more than that. It's about how the state actually becomes responsive. And you're, you're part of a number of, I suppose, external groups such as the Apprenticeship Alliance. How do you think lifelong learning from the outside in is reflected and, and why are skills, I suppose, so important and actually really ought to be on a par to qualifications? No, I think that's a really good question, actually. And perhaps just to go back to your first point about what is the solution? I don't think there's any one solution to how we actually improve lifelong learning in Ireland. We do know that a lot of people do engage in a lot of different ways. There's a lot of quality offerings out there also across the education system. But I think it's recognizing the fact that people learn in different ways. They have different competencies. They're coming from different backgrounds. They have different commitments. And how can they balance education more frequently also with um, with their 
personal commitments, their caring responsibilities, as well as their their employment and trying to succeed in that work-life balance and also have education on top of it is going to be a thing that many people will need to consider going forward. In terms of how do we actually put a strategy together around this, I think as Claire mentioned already, there's a lot of quality offerings. We're seeing a lot of flex in the system, particularly as a result of COVID. Um, A lot of the education institutions uh, had to have thought differently about how you interact with the learner, partially because of COVID, but that really accelerated again a lot of the things which were already happening, things like digitalization, things like remote learning, things like micro-credentials, part-time learning, etc. So now what really needs to happen is look at where all those pockets of really fabulous activity is happening across the system and how do you actually mainstream and integrate that? And I think Claire mentioned already, we have this national training fund. That's going to be really important for underpinning a strategy for lifelong learning in Ireland. We know every employer pays into this fund. They're paying 1% of their reckonable earnings into this fund every year. We know it has now accumulated a surplus, which is going unspent. It's at 1 billion now. It could potentially increase to over 2 billion in the coming years. And it's unsustainable for the employer. And we have this surplus now, which can really leverage a new strategy for lifelong learning that can bring a lot of the really positive things which are happening in the system together, mainstream across the country, so everyone can actually avail of different education opportunities, regardless of where they are in their careers or where they are in their regions or in their lives overall. I think this is ultimately piecing together a strategy with the finance which is available uh, is a win-win, win-win. A win for government because if business is more competitive, more productive, more innovative, that's a really positive thing for, for our society. We've got better quality jobs and better opportunities then for individuals. At an individual level, then you're investing in yourself to be able to take advantage of the next career opportunity. And you can see in certain countries where this situation of opportunity and change has not been managed well, you can have increasing inequality, increasing unemployment uh, or indeed skills mismatches. If it's done really well and if we do have the right financing and the right strategy in place, this can be a huge opportunity for Ireland to make sure it remains a hopper, again, you know, a magnet for talent and to ensure that we continue to attract these highly knowledgeable and highly technology driven industries and indeed it's a really a great opportunity for business because as I said the the model of learn uh, work retire is no longer available to us we need to have this much more circular engagement with our education system and breaking it down into that more flexible opportunity to engage with the education system uh, supported by financing and, and, and with I suppose the support of employers to identify where I suppose trends are moving and that you can match uh, future opportunities job opportunities with the skills programme then that's a benefit for both the organisation and the individual. That's a really good point. And Maeve, you mentioned 1%, every employer pays approximately 1% into the NTF. So then, Claire, like not every employer is going to be able to influence policy. You know, people have a lot to do just to run their business, regardless of the size. So, you know, IBEC really works with organisations from a very small, in the Small Firms Association, right back up to the really big employers right across the country. We're in every county, every city, every town. But those employers surely don't have the opportunity or even know how to navigate the route into influencing government and the state on education policy. What can IBEC do to support its members in this space, Claire? Well, this year we're going to be really focusing on how do we unlock that training fund 
um, in order to support all businesses across the country in every region, in every county, in every town, because that's where business is. And as you said, that there are some organisations out there who do have that um, talent management strategy in place. So they they do take a medium to long term perspective around skills. And you can see those organisations shifting into a more skills based organisation where they can match the type of skills that people have with the opportunity that they need to fulfil. Maeve also mentioned that kind of loosening between uh, qualification and uh, the job and looking at different points. But there are some industries um, and some businesses who actually don't have that capability and don't actually have the bandwidth internally to take that long, long-term view. So we're also here to, to support those businesses in a sense. What we are communicating to government is there are many businesses who can't actually access some of the programs under the National Training Fund because they just don't have the capacity to do it. So here's a solution. We believe that government should launch a national training voucher scheme for every business uh, who pays into the National Training Fund to be able to access training that they require to deliver their business strategy through a registered education training provider. So similar to the innovation voucher scheme that's currently in operation. So we have good precedent here in Ireland uh, around running such programs. It's about raising all boats here and that's ultimately what lifelong learning is about. It's about creating opportunity and raising all boats for all businesses and for all individuals. At the moment there are some businesses and indeed some individuals then who are blocked out of the National Training Fund in in terms of getting that support. Whereas a voucher scheme is much more targeted, much more industry driven and helps create that kind of tight connection between education and enterprise. And we're already engaging with government on this, right? Absolutely. We have made multiple submissions and multiple uh, recommendations and it, it's hopefully it's under consideration uh, with the Department of Further and Higher Education. That's right. The current Taoiseach, when he was taunished that and spoke at the IBEC dinner last year, he actually gave a commitment to explore this a bit further. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, so that's right. So this has been a campaign of IBEC for quite some time now. And I think the idea of a national training voucher is really exciting, not just for business, but also for education institutions as well. Because what it really means is that we're incentivizing business to reach out to education institutions in their area or other other places nationally to create really new, interesting and exciting programs that are going to be industry driven. So we know they're going to be attractive to sectors in their region. And we know this is an area that everybody wants to see greater collaboration around and greater connection between industry and academia and this is one way that we can really drive that and help to not only support businesses but also support the education institutions across Ireland. And that's really higher and further ed right? That's both higher and further ed because as much as there's uh, a lot of fabulous opportunities happening in higher education, there's also a lot of innovation happening further ed as well. And I think this goes back to the idea that we were talking about a cyclical education system where people don't just progress up the NFQ, they can also, uh, after pursuing a level eight, they can go pursue a level six or a level seven, etc., and really top up the skills that they have. Maeve, I really like that concept of a circular education system. So, you know, we know Ireland has one of the highest levels of degrees amongst our population. But what we don't seem to have is a great understanding of like, maybe after that, what's next? And there's some great programs within our further education system that help kind of operationalise 
or help us use some of these new technologies that are coming through uh, through our system? Yeah, I think it's a really interesting idea, this whole idea of more of a cyclical education system where people can move around and across the education system as suits them at that particular time. I think it's really trying to get past looking at a degree and an education qualification as a piece of paper that's going to get you a job and really hone down and get under the bonnet as to what are the skills I'm learning here and how does it apply to the workplace? And I think increasingly businesses are taking that focus where they're not just sort of looking at the degree that a person walks out of uh, college with, they're also really interested in the learning that they've even got from their different experiences, whether it be through community groups or work-based learning, etc. I love the idea of that, Maeve, that, you know, it's not just a linear progression. It's actually about how best we kind of upskill ourselves and how we best upskill ourselves for business. I mean, one of the areas I always find really fascinating is if you're looking at a job spec and it says level eight or equivalent, that immediately rules out anybody who has a further education and training qualification, for example. But it's also ruling out people who have an awful lot of life experience and workplace experience. So really, it's about kind of, I suppose, changing the mindset, I think, and getting people to understand the right skills for the right job. And I think the idea of a cyclical education system could really support that. Yeah, so we know this is an area that the government is interested in with the launch of the new uh, tertiary office as part of the Department of Further and Higher Education. So I think this is a really exciting opportunity to actually raise awareness in particular of the different opportunities, the different ways that you can actually engage in skills across the country. And I think one real advantage that further education can bring to regional communities in particular is the idea that it's really about applying very technical knowledge to work-based uh, environments, work-based learning and solutions and in particular the the investment in centres of excellence for different areas of industry is really important to regional economies and regional industries for actually applying technical knowledge and bringing in innovative solutions to the workplace. I think what it's showing is that the education system is disrupting a little bit too. So just like business is disrupting at the moment, we are supporting our members to understand these new changes across the education system. So how can they then, as a result, adapt their hiring processes, their workplace planning processes as well to reflect this new reality of the education system? And I think that's something where Maeve and I are very keen to support our members on across um, the, over the remainder of 2023. And I think if we were to wrap up in this sense now, um, a couple of our kind of key areas of work over the next little while will be around working with government, working with the education system across our universities, our technological universities, uh, our further education and training system to make sure that we do close out this year with a cast iron guarantee around a national strategy for lifelong learning and then another guarantee around how we can use that national training fund to make sure we are connecting enterprise and the education system closer together to be able to solve those big questions or deal with those big issues that we're all facing together. We look forward to hearing back on all of that progress. Claire, Maeve, thank you very much. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of IBEC Response. To explore our full podcast offering, just visit ibec.ie slash podcasts and make sure to follow IBEC Podcasts to stay up to date with new episodes. IBEC, the voice of Irish business.